I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From the icy reaches of Montreal, Canada, Solid Gold Effects are effects pedal creators who constantly reinvent the wheel with their wonderful devices. If you, like us, are looking for something more than just another chorus, fuzz or flanger, then that's exactly what Solid Gold Effects do best. From the oblivion, a quadruple-voiced flanger with a whole bunch of internal dip switches, to the Lysis, a polyphonic octave-down fuzz modulator, Solid Gold are just a great shout if you want to do something different, make weird noises, or if you're just looking for something a bit more fun. Check out their range of ultimately original soundscape devices at solidgoldfx.com. We think they're wicked. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast, season two, episode eight. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jake Ross, episode eight, Matt Knight, Mario Mario, and Mark Packham. I can't believe you're still actually running with the season two nonsense. It's not, it's not, well, if you'd been on more than this is what, your second episode this year, you'd know that it is the season thing. We don't even talk about it anymore. It's just how it is. Season two. We talk about, we talk about eight. it most weeks. Well, that's not true. Anyway, we've only got two more episodes of this season and then we'll be in season three. <laughs> so that's obviously What's not wrong true. With you? <laughs> no, that's not true. But it is, um, it is the first episode in. Uh, of March, and that does mean that we are uh, we're donating to a new charity each each month. We're picking a new charity. Guitar Nerds is donating to a a new charity. So far this year, we've done help musicians. Uh, we've done uh, refuge, and this month we're going to do endometriosis uh, UK as as it is endometriosis awareness month. Um, and, uh, and yes, it, it, it endometriosis affects one in ten women, and those are assigned female at birth. Yet, um, socially, it's often considered taboo. So, lots of people are doing the take on a one in ten fundraising challenge for March. So, people are are doing runs, baking, group quizzes. In fact, my uh, my partner Emma is is doing. She's recording ten covers. Actually, using the Isotope Spire and obviously filming them, she's putting ten different covers uh, out this month uh, to to raise awareness and uh, money for Endometriosis UK. So, yes, Gitanas will be donating to Endometriosis UK. We thoroughly recommend you check it out, dear listener. Endometriosis-UK.org. 
org. There's plenty of ways you can get involved and donate there. Now, this week, we're actually, we're not going to do, um, we're not going to really do much news because there isn't much. So we've got exciting topics instead. But I guess, first of all, it is lovely to have you back, Mark Packham. Absolutely, hello. absolutely wonderful. And Just uh, popping in. Just popping yeah, in. Say hello, exactly. check out how badly you've ruined it, and then I can go again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, of course, you have, uh, you've actually, you told us something that shocked us before we started recording this episode. You, you told us that the other day you played guitar for five hours straight. Now, the Mark Packham I know, would, would he hates guitar. He hates but- the idea of playing it. He certainly hates the idea of practicing so what is this what is this thing that has made you want to actually sit and play guitar again um so have you heard of this thing it's called covid19 um <laughs> pretty it's pretty big at the moment it's pretty on trend no literally i mean there's nothing else to do is there so um i've been playing a lot of guitar um and the thing that's really uh kind of inspired that is in between the last time I was on the podcast and now I picked up a set of Boz, Boss Waza Airs even. Um, Boz. Boz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly, I think they might, outside of the guitars themselves, they might be the best guitar thing that I've ever bought. That It feels like when I first bought a guitar and realised, okay, I can do power chords, right, I can figure out all these songs that I like. Um uh, yeah, as you mentioned, on it wasn't this weekend, but a couple of weekends ago, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm thinking I've got some time at the weekend to, to play a bit of guitar. I'll get the um, the Wazarez charged up, charge them up overnight, which, Matty, correct me if I'm wrong, gives you like, what, six, seven hours of, of charge total? Yeah. Yeah, it depends how much you mess around with the editor and the settings, which I'm guessing, Mark, you probably stuck to one. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, the the uh, we started recording. You guys were like, "Oh yeah, what have you been doing with them?" And I literally took them out of the box, made a Marshall sound, and that's the only thing I've done with them. Um, <laughs> I've, that's a lie, actually. I've had a bit of a poke around in the app, but the only sound that's like saved on the headphones is basically a kind of driven Marshall. Um, wait, so I'm wait, not the, getting, those, the... getting those delays going for all those U two songs. That you've been there's doing. no, <laughs> there's no delays. I'm not using any of the effects in there at all. Oh, what you're just uh, the U2 songs without yeah 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 it's just I, I like it dry um Ooh. and uh <laughs> yeah so I've set up a Marshall sound I'm obviously I'm using the um I'm using the uh what's it called Matty the the atmospheric stuff the ambience the um yeah the well the ambience mode yeah, yeah I'm using us- the surround mode where it's behind <laughs> I'm not, you I'm using just- the Static mode, is it, where the amp stays in one place yeah, behind you? In, yeah, Mark, right. can, yeah. can I ask, you said you um, a martially sound, but the the boss, did, they don't do things like that, do they? It's not like line six where they're like, oh, no, here's no, a no, martial no. thing. So uh, you, yeah. just, you just mean like a... What like a a, a mid heavy driven sound? You're yeah, just I mean, getting, you're tonally taking it to that thing. It's not yeah, a exactly. Design yeah, it's not like you can go. Oh, I want a JTM forty five head or whatever. It is just oh, there's Matty. You'll have to remind me of the name of the presets, but it's like clean crunch uh, lead something insane. else, isn't it? No. So they're yeah, all it's the not same insane. as the katana. <laughs> I wish Matty. I wish it was insane. That would be. I'd be on that hundred percent of the time. And by default, when you switch to insane, it's got an octave down and a very. Uh, 
a very deep flange on it as well. Yeah. That's the, that's <laughs> the real sound. Saliana style. I love it. I love it. Um, so, yeah, Joe, to answer your question, whatever the a crunch or whatever it's called, uh, that's what I used. Um, and that sounds good with all of the guitars, although, to be honest, I've only really been playing the Les Paul Jr. Um, really? Oh, you've gone back to that now? Because you were... You, you were your Rickenbacker was taking pride in place last time we spoke so, to you. What happened there was the first time I uh, really got kind of stuck in with the Wazares. I was like playing the. It was like after work, and my girlfriend works a little bit later than I do, and I, I, I'd like finished work. And I was straight away. I was like, oh, I've got these Wazares, brilliant. I'm gonna like have a bit of a session, plug the Ricky in because I love that. And like I was playing the Ricky, like playing along some like punk rock or whatever, and. Um, uh, when uh, my girlfriend was finished doing her work, she was like, "Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite loud. That it's a bit louder than you normally play guitar." And of course, because the Ricky is semi-hollow, if you got the headphones on, you don't notice. But you're like playing guitar a bit heavier than you normally would, and it's like quite loud for anyone else who's around. So um, the Les Paul Junior is is kind of the obvious thing to go to from that um, because it's obviously doesn't have the uh, semi-acoustic vibe to it so it's still manageable uh, if someone else is in the house but also i just really like that guitar and for the stuff that i'm doing you know i'm going back and being like again i'm having a bit of like a renaissance as if i was like 14 again you know i'm going like i'm playing like loads of three chords like pop punk stuff so the les paul jr is is the one really to reach for for that but are you um, playing to oh sorry no yeah, go on. on no go on go on i was gonna say are you playing to backing tracks then or are you because I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm playing to like records like I'm playing through ah, entire records okay, so okay. like on on that um, marathon Saturday when I played for like five hours or something um, yeah I was just going Tantric like playing indeed yeah I was just going like okay what records do I like so you know I brought up like a bit of like Teenage Bottle Rocket and just like learn every song on that record and then played it through again at the end and I was like okay I've got all this one now and then it's like okay well I'm, I like this Mr. T experience record right I'm going to learn all the songs on this and then just play that through and they're like you know half an hour each 25 minutes half an hour each for a you know average punk rock album I mean average in the term of like you know <laughs> like middling quality um <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I've just been doing that. And like this Saturday, like I said, I um, I fancy playing a bit of bass. So I set up a bass preset on there, um, which was basically just the same Marshall sound, but with the bass turned up a little bit and the gain turned down a little bit. Is that um, what you did? There's not, there's not a dedicated bass... No, there's there the, I mean, the, you know, I think uh, the recommended setting is to go to the clean setting, mm. but I mean, that's no fun, is it? So, um, so I went to yeah, whatever it's called, the crunch sound, and just tweaked it a little bit for bass. Um, and yeah, I just played like you know five, six, seven records that I really like back to back, and it's in a time when I'm finding it. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of COVID stuff going on. It's I'm finding it quite uh, meditative to. Um, to just play guitar for hours and hours and hours. Do you think um, you prefer it, it being on headphones? I think the headphones are the things that I would struggle with rather oh, than having so much an better. amp in the I real world. So, it's so much better for me on the headphones because, you know, I live in a, a flat where the walls are not particularly thick and we've got a couple of people above us and people either side. And, like, I'm always very self-conscious when I've got an amp on the go. Um, and, you know, even the Katana, that sounds great at low volume, like... It doesn't sound right at low volume. You know, like any guitar amp, you need to get it up to a level that's kind of like above the noise of you just playing the, the strings acoustically. And I just can't do that without feeling self-conscious. With the with the headphones, 
I'm just I'm loving it. It like takes me to another world for four or five hours where you know all there is is the rock, as it were. Not the professional wrestler. <laughs> oh, that's, the, a um, that's a shame. That's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, I've actually just listened to Wyclef Jean featuring The Rock for five <laughs> the hours. The audiobook of The yeah. Rock's um yeah. biography the rock tapes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm finding it, I'm, it's been a bit of a revelation for me, to be honest. Um, it's, and, you know, when I'm not playing along to stuff uh, where I'm using the Les Paul, I've been plugging in the Strat as well. Like the Strat is like really good fun. And I never really appreciated that with just the amp because, again, can't really turn it up. And like digging into a Strat is very, very different to playing it quite lightly. So yeah, I've been, um, I've been really, really enjoying it. I think. If there's one, if you haven't got a set already, if there's one bit of kit that I'd recommend, probably over anything else we've ever talked about on this podcast, it would be the Wazarez. It has been a bit of a kind of life changer for me, to be honest. Yes, yes, I can, I can see that that's been the case. How much are a set of Wazarez? They're not cheap, are they, Matt? Like three, three, nine pounds, something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I think about three hundred and thirty-ish. But honestly, I've tried so many things, like getting a katana, playing it at low volume, plugging the headphones into the katana, playing with a sound card and plugins and stuff like that. And it's just, it's never, I've never connected with a solution in the way that I have with these. And it's really kind of, re- like, I, as well as playing along to these these songs, like I've been doing a bit more improvising stuff. And it's for the first time in ages, I'm like, this is why I play guitar, is not you know we focus so much on this on this podcast and we have done for for years on the gear because you know obviously or i should say not obviously but i would say that none of us are particularly kind of um technicians when it comes to guitar stuff in terms of like you know we're not the best guitar players in the world probably matty excluded um but uh and so we focused on the gear and we have done for however long we've been doing this you know eight years or something um and in that time, you know, it's been great learning more about what pedals can do and, you know, trying loads of stuff and, and going. And what I've, uh, for me, I feel I haven't done is played and just played along to enough stuff that I enjoy playing guitar to. Um, and I haven't really picked up any kind of new guitar skills for 10 years or something. Um, and it's, it's been wicked. It's... I've, I feel I've made more progress playing with these headphones in the last six weeks than I have done playing guitar in about 10 years. It's a very good point, and I think having an easy-to-use home practice solution is incredibly important. I think one of the problems that, that I have is that I chop and change everything that I use, whether that's effects, guitars, basses, amplifiers. It's all always changing, and so it's all always a struggle to actually have a, a consistent thing set up that I can use, and that that can have a negative impact on how much you play. But something like the, the Wazza Airs just make it you know, such an easy thing to do. But again, I think, I think once again, that comes back to what we were talking about last week, Joe, um, in like, why are you playing guitar and what inspires you to play guitar and what inspires Mark to play guitar is, okay, this is this, uh, subpar pop punk record that came out on lookout in 1994 Love it. and i want to play along to it and what inspires you to play guitar is oh look i'm gonna pick four pedals at random and see if i can make the weirdest sound possible and i think it's just like in that situation what you're more concentrated on is getting the weird sounds which you know you, for, at that point the guitar almost 
is and you know forgive me if i'm speaking out of turn here but at that point the guitar almost is like kind of the secondary point of why you've plugged in all the gear sure you know and and that's why uh mark is getting more out of the headphones i would i would assume because it's just like okay cool i can play these songs and not worry about uh my next door neighbor john petrucci from rolling his eyes at me <laughs> and saying god i can't believe he's just playing those three chords again you know I, you know that's it and, and, and i really think it just comes down to why do people why are you inspired to play guitar and why why are you inspired to do anything i think that and that's what it comes down to the other thing for me like yeah yeah first i would say that the, the wires aren't going to be for everyone like the thing for me is the convenience of it is so good because it's wireless and because i can just like plug it into a guitar pick up the guitar headphones are on i can bluetooth to my phone uh for you know playing along to stuff it's perfect uh, i don't have to get any cables out uh, i've got a guitar in the living room i've got the headphones i've got my phone that's all i need and i can do what i want to do um if you if you want to use a load of pedals yes you can do it because you'd plug the wireless transmitter into the end of the pedal board but you would have a cable going to the pedals and stuff you could do that and you know if you're desperate to play around with pedals uh, yes it, it could it could be a good but it's also got all the effects it's got all the, the effects it's got built loads in of effects well. built in yeah and the, you know having a like i said i've only had a bit of a poke around but there are tons and tons of effects and there's loads of settings and you know all the boss quality you'd you'd um you'd expect one thing for me that's been really good and as part of the fact that it, it's kind of a wireless thing is like I've, I've realized i've really missed the physical act of playing guitar like to me there's one of the reasons that i play guitar is like and do the kind of music that i do and do the kind of bands that i do is like there is a physicality to like picking up a bass or picking up again like a les paul jr and just Oh, sorry, Joe. You have to. You, it's been a while. You have to bleed that. Mark the time down. Um, but just like absolutely gun, just gunning it, just going for it, and like it's it, because of everything that's happened in the last year and not being able to have band practices, not being able to do gigs and stuff. Kind of forgotten how good that feels. And like I know all of you guys are super into running. I'm like not into running at all. I find it incredibly boring. Um, but like. I like physical exercise that I find interesting. You know, I do climbing and stuff and that's how I'm kind of approaching guitar and like these kind of marathon sessions that I'm doing. You know, I'm coming out of it feeling like, do you know what, I've done some solid exercise um, and I think I could only do that in this kind of headphone setup. You know, being able to crank it up, really getting into it, like just playing it off hours and hours and hours. Stood up as well, which is something I've not done you know since the beginning oh, wow. of last year i'd love year. to be a fly in the wall in your oh, totally. room. <laughs> you know yeah i mean i look like a you know slightly overweight 37 year old man in the living room in tracksuit bottoms playing playing guitar on headphones but <laughs> it is like i said it's a meditative experience and i think it's only been a i've only been able to do this because of the um because of the wazares there it's incredible it's it's an incredible bit of kit Reverend Guitars have kicked off 2021 with their first ever S-Type guitar. In true Reverend style, this cracker of a guitar features classic looks juxtaposed with modern electrics. Introducing the Gil Paris GPS signature model from Reverend Guitars. Whilst on first glance, the pickup arrangement looks fairly standard for an S-Type. In fact, each of the single coils is a Fishman Fluid single width pickup. These can be switched with a push-pull tone control between two voicings, a vintage voice, the classic Airy 50 single coil sound, and a hot Texas voice for a hotter, punchier, more modern alternative. 
check out the GPS and all of Reverend Guitar's mouth-watering models at reverendguitars.com. Yeah, they are fantastic. And, and of course, like, nothing... Uh, nothing else is really coming close to them on the market as well. They they've kind of got the monopoly on on that solution. Your check well, is in the post. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Jay's going to talk about the Fender. Uh, I mean, I, I, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to bring it up, but uh, you know, when you say nothing else is coming close to it, I mean, the Fender released the Mustang Micro uh, at NAM. And oh yeah, I forgot about. It. I'm sorry, that's very rude of me. Yes, no, I no, do no, no. I, I, but I do think it's I do think it's a good point in the. Uh, it, it does seem to be kind of a growing part of the market. You know, the boss had the headphones and there was also the, the pocket GT, which I guess is a similar sort of product, right? Matty? Uh-huh. In, yeah. I in think the, so. You know, it's kind of like personal home amplification. Um, and I think the Mustang micro is going to be doing the same thing. I mean, there's uh, uh, obviously it's on a much kind of like scaled back type of uh, type of deal, but there's, there's like a bunch of preset um, amp models in there. There's a bunch of preset like pedal boards in there. And, um, you know, for, for people, there's, there's kind of less in the way of the, uh, the people who want to go in depth and play around with the effects. And, you know, the amp in the box is like a really smart uh, piece of tech. But for a hundred quid, I think the micro is a really, really smart piece of, really smart piece of technology. Um, yeah, for that and I price think, yeah, and and I think that there will be uh, other products that come around that are doing a similar sort of thing because people have been cooped up at home for uh, for a year, and you know they haven't been able to turn up their twin or their AC30 or their Axe Effects or whatever. And um, you know, I I can absolutely see you know someone like Kemper doing like a uh, you know a Kemper. Uh, module or whatever where you can just download from your um from your uh profiler you can just download one or two presets and just like you know plug straight in with a jack i you know i I think it's a growing part of the market and that's all part and parcel of people looking to do kind of home recording and and taking home uh like practice a bit more seriously i mean you you only got to look five six years back when we were all still working in the shop and it's like someone come in and they say oh i really want like a small amp what do you think about the marshall ms3 or the fender uh uh uh, like mini deluxe or something it's like well it isn't what you want it to be the long and the short of it is it's not going to sound how you want it to sound and there were always compromises and um now with these kind of like personal amplification products the compromise is just well i can't i can't hear it without putting headphones on and you know I bet your housemates are bloody happy about that. So yeah. that's, um, yeah, it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. And, and honestly, I, I'm really, I, I'm really excited to see where this market develops because it, it does seem to be kind of a new uh, sort of flourishing part of the industry. And they'll all, they'll all have to have new USPs, right? Because like, you know, Wazer Air is it has the wireless stuff. It's got the the gyro stuff built in. Um, uh-huh. The Fender stuff obviously doesn't have that, but it or oh, it has wireless in, I should say, but not wireless out. But it's obviously at a much lower price point, so it's much mm-hmm. more accessible. It, like you say, it'd be interesting if you know Kemper come out with something. Will it be? You know, more, much more expensive than the Wazer Airs, but it's got you know Kemper amp modeling stuff in it. You know, so it'd be it'd be curious to see like how because I you know I understand the Fender product. You know, it doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles of the Boss stuff, but it is much much cheaper. Um, 
it'd be hard to see like what is someone going to do better than the Waza Air. And I'm not saying they're perfect, but they're very, very. I think they're very, very good for the money. Something else would, I imagine, have to be quite a lot more expensive. Uh, yeah, it's what, curious what to see Kemper what the, want- what the next product is. You know. What Kemper want to be doing is releasing a uh, releasing a, a kit for like silent disco, silent gigs. So basically, you know, you you buy and you you buy one module and you get like fifteen sets of headphones. Which you know, let's face it, except Great. for Joe, uh, except for Joe's band, who I guess you probably need sixteen or seventeen. Fifteen is more than enough for the, <laughs> the amount of people that come to see the sort of bands that I play in and put on. And, uh, you know, that'd be fantastic. If I could just say, right, here you go. Just put these on, please, mate. Um, they, you know, they're wireless. You can go do what you want. I'm playing, at a, I'm playing at a venue just down from the beach. You can just go sit on the beach if you want and listen to these. And uh, and then come back and that's it. We'll, we'll all be home in time for match of the day. Thanks very much. Do you, it, it reminds me, actually, Jay, of a product called... Do you remember? Was it the Jam Hub? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which was <laughs> you, you plug in that had five outs. Each one had um, a, a volume for each output. And then I think there was some guitar preamps or power amps in there. Yeah. Um, it was that was it that was a clever bit of kit. So if I remember correctly, there was three models. There was like I, I Jam Hub I feel like is the right name. I can't remember, but there was like the Jam Hub bedroom and that had four outs and then there was I think there was a I think there was an eight and maybe even a sixteen. And um that I mean they were monstrously expensive. But basically it was what you just described. Basically everybody had their own kind of personal uh like section for volume for their headphones and also a few little uh bit of uh few little areas for modeling the sound of your guitar and it was like a writing tool um and i think it was it's it's a really good idea that the problem is is that everybody kind of it it only really worked if you were in a kind of like dungeons and dragons type scenario basically everyone would have to be sat around a table um with their guitar like there in front of them and i just the, the idea behind it was like one person would be the drummer yeah, and you'd have like it, it wasn't know, a solution to a real problem i guess yeah I, th- I think that's a really good way of putting it it was a really smart idea it's just that's not how people write music in general yeah. i think is the think uh, is they, the problem they had two models the great well i will say this it is definitely called the jam hub and unfortunately yeah. they are no longer a company right, um okay. but they had two models the green room and the bedroom. oh yeah yeah, yeah. And they okay. also did a yeah. portable 16-track multi-track, uh, six, 16-channel portable multi-track recorder. Okay, um, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Did the green well. room come with 24 beers and a, and a case <laughs> 20, of vodka? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 24 warm cans of Carlsberg <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and some hummus that had been left out for, for four or five hours. Yeah, that, bloody that is exactly a green room. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at their, um, their website, it's actually, it actually seems quite sad. There's like an open letter talking about you know uh, the company and and shutting down um and you know it seems pretty pretty heartfelt and i think the you guys are saying that there's not really um a, a use for it i'm not sure that's particularly true because 
you know a lot of the uh, a lot of the kind of testimonials and stuff they provide are people in education settings um, oh okay smart and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and places where people are using yeah an electric kit um, yeah. and then using yeah you know a guitar plugged in via you know a pod or whatever um, and actually I think it was probably the exact product for that um, it's just a case of you know how, how can you, you grow that well. you know um, but a great uh, as from what I can remember I remember them being really well built and i think perhaps they just didn't quite connect with the um the people that would have benefited well from the most mark packham <laughs> yeah i actually forgot that roland make the hs5 session mixer <laughs> which is effectively exactly the same product well, um go. so if you are now listening to this going god that jam hub sounds perfect just buy a Roland HS5, <laughs> uh, which comes with USB. And uh, into a door, you can have all five channels individually uh, running into uh, Logic or Pro Tools or whatever DAW you want to record all the channels individually. Um, yeah, this so, is- Joe, if you, can just, if you can just edit out all that stuff Matt said about this being well, like I'm gonna say we're most on- ridiculous idea, <laughs> and just like anyone who buys this is a total wally, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, we're, on, we're 25 minutes into the episode, and I think Boss only pay for the first 20, so yeah. it's... Uh, Pro- most okay. most yeah. people have probably tuned out after the first 25 seconds, so... <laughs> um, I, will, I will say that my uh, Was Air diatribe was in no way paid for by the Boss Ryland Corporation. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> Very good. Well, that, anyway, yes. To, I mean, to to move on the discussion um, uh, uh, a, a little bit, I wanted to I wanted to mention briefly about uh, the Pick Guard Shop, which is the PickGuardShop.com, um, which is kind of an international. Pick guard shop on, on the internet. <laughs> who would have guessed? Anyway, who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Anyway, so I needed a new scratch plate for my 1977 Fender Music Master, which I've got that McNelly pickup for. Now, of course, I've, I've spoken plenty about that McNelly pickup because what I did was pop it in a Bronco to play it because I didn't want to put it in the in the Music Master, but the scratch plate on the uh, on the Music Master had obviously 
uh, snapped at, at, at some point in the past over where the jack was and the person had glued it back together. But when I took the scratch plate off and tried to, you know, take it all apart so I could fit the McNally pickup and of course the harness that I got from James's home of tone, I realized that not only had they glued it together, they'd also glued in all of the, um, the, the pots and the jack. Uh, so there was no way of me, of of me getting any of that stuff out without snapping the scratch plate. So, unfortunately, because it would have been nice to keep the original plate, but unfortunately it meant I had to get another one. Music Master scratch plates are a surprisingly hard thing to get hold of. You know, no one's really sort of just has them lying around. You have to get them custom made. And the Pickguard shop offer a pretty comprehensive range of plates. And so I spoke to the fellow that runs there, Mark, and uh, and he's he's been wonderful at, at sourcing me and sorting out a... Uh, uh, a a music master scratch plate which is winging its way to me at the moment i'm very excited about it but he was also what color have you gone for i've just gone for like black just like the black white black three ply just the same thing exactly the same thing to go on it's a black i i love the the fender music masters the old 70s ones the fender music masters the old 70s ones from like when you when you they just look so cool I can't remember who it was. I saw a band performing on KEXP a few years ago, and their um, their bassist was playing one. I was like, "God, oh, this it just it." They just look fantastic. I mean, I think they look great in the red and in the sort of is it a Daphne blue? I'm not sure. There's like a dirty blue that they uh, that some of the early ones with the mini tuners were um, were done in. But the black on black just looks fantastic. So and 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 you know what? Like black with anything else, I'm like black and white sometimes looks you know black with a white plate looks cheap to me. Black with taut looks a bit over the top to me like a little too regal but you know black on black it is it's it's nice it's simple um it, it looks the part so i've gone for that but the pit guard shop were kind enough to offer a 10 percent discount to all um all guitar nerds listeners so if you are thinking about getting a new scratch plate or accessory then um, you can simply visit thepickguardshop.com and use discount code GUITARNERDSTPS, TPS for The Pickguard Shop. So GUITARNERDSTPS, all one word, and you will get 10% off anything in the shop, which is how did that? Good. How did that conversation come up then? Did you just email and say, excuse me, do you know who I am? And, uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, I bought actually, the plate. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I bullied, I bullied him into it. No, I, I, I actually just bought the plate, and then uh, I just reached out to him afterwards, um, just to you know, just to sort of check on the delivery of the plate. And uh, and he was uh, Mark was kind enough to to you know to offer the the discount code to all of our listeners which is very nice he also refunded me 10 percent of the plate because i'd already bought it at the time so that was uh, oh that's cool yeah that was rather nice of him um but yes you know do check it out if you're thinking about making a mod to your guitar dear listeners and if you're thinking about joining us joining us on the bronco mod which me uh naomi and jd are currently planning then i think it is a a good place to go now each each week you know now i'm I'm kind of mentioning a plugin of the week as the home recording podcast that me and matt did was just so wonderfully received and we we're very grateful for that and so and there's been so much discussion on the on the guitar nerds group the facebook group um 
so about home recording and so i I think every week i'm just going to mention a new plugin which i think is worthwhile for all of those people recording at home this week's a little bit of a cop out because it is a neural dsp um, plug-in again. Of course, they sponsored that series, and actually they also are doing a 30% discount code for Guitar Nerds listeners with uh, discount code Guitar Nerds. That runs out on like the 8th of March, so you've still got a little bit of time. But I wanted to talk about what I think is one of their earlier plugins, the Parallax, which is a very unconventional... This is a bass amp plugin, but this is very unconventional in that, unlike all the others... It's not laid out like an amplifier. It's it's laid out as an interface. So almost the same way you would approach um, a modular synth plugin or just modular synthesis in in general. Um, the parallax separates everything into low compression, mid distortion, and high distortion, and you control those things independently, as well as giving you an overall kind of EQ arc and a separate equalizer that you can have in post to. Um, it, to to tweak things, I think it's a it's a, it's a six band EQ in in post, but it's a really interesting way of dealing with everything. It does have a second screen, which is kind of an emulation of a um, of a cabinet, and it does allow you to mess around with sort of mic placement and distancing. But again, the the visual and the layout is quite unconventional because they've gone for a much more kind of techie look, much less like you're moving a microphone around a cabinet, which a lot of plugins try to emulate to make it familiar to you. They very much kept it around sort of the scientific elements of what happens when you move a mic off axis and stuff like that. So um, really interesting and also absolutely jam-packed full of artist um presets this one like in comparison to the the other things that me and matt have been trying you know stuff like the Corey wong plugin this this one's actually absolutely, absolutely packed full of uh different uh artist versions really cool like really cool for if you want a massive range of sounds and a huge versatility for bass recording it's, it's a good old shout um, I don't know, didn't Matt, you, you bought you bought something else this week as well, didn't you? You posted on the um, on the Guitar Nerds Instagram that oh, you I... didn't you? Yeah, because I like I looked at it and I was like, I cannot believe you you found more plugins to buy. <laughs> I did, yes. Uh, um, I think it was. Sorry if I've just ruined next week's episode no, no, or whatever. No, not at all. I, I did think about talking about this, but um, basically, Plugin Alliance are doing a leap year sale, which. It's not- it's not a leap here, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's great, it's great. But there's actually, as we podcast right now, there are only 12 hours left of their sale. So it will be done by the time this oh, okay. episode goes out, which is why I ended up not talking about it. So they're doing a leap year sale where every plugin is $30 um, uh, for a couple of days. So I'd been toying with the idea of buying their Oberto- Oberheim, their, their, their Brainworks Oberheim synthesizer. It's, it's fantastic. It's so incredibly comprehensive. You get a load of like stomp box style effects that you can add to the Oberheim for that sort of vintage, like 70s, 80s synthesizer sound. It's very good. It's $249. And that's why I, I didn't get it because I was like, oh, I do have loads of synthesizers and, you know, it's not like I'm a synth player. It's not like I need all these options, but uh, it, it did look very, very good. But of course, at $30, I was like, well, a £250 synthesizer for 30 bucks sounds like quite a good shout. So, yeah, so I went and got the, the Brainworks Oberheim to add to my ever-growing uh, amount of plugins that I 
barely use. I get um. so many sponsored adverts, Joe. First plugins now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're in the, the system, matter. You're in the system. Yeah, um, yeah, and so many of them are like lo-fi chill hop pianos, <laughs> yeah. um, which I find quite funny. I'm like, I don't want that. Although I must admit, this week I I am actually trialing Easy Drummer Two. They're doing ten days oh, free. Really? I was um I watched a bunch of videos because obviously Joe you use uh, addictive drums. Yeah, addictive drums too. Um, and Easy Drummer seems like the alternative. Um, well, it's. I think there's the company that do Easy Drummer do a different another one which is like Pro Drummer. So I can't remember yeah, what it's called. It's, but it, Easy Drums is is the easy alternative. Yeah, it's great. It. It's it's something that I, I th- we spoke about a lot. But you know, just being able to play along to some drums. I, I think one of the videos I watch is like you know everyone most guitarists like playing along to something, and mm-hmm. you know you write a riff and you're like, oh, it'd be good if you had some drums. And I tell you what, they're like way that it works and finding drums is so good um they have like a tap to find feature so you sort of basically roughly tap in the beat on like the bass drum and the and the snare and it's like here's all the drums that we found that match that particular rhythm or are close oh, that's pretty good um, that's a great search engine yeah so you just go like boom Boom, boom, and it's like, oh, here's like 200 beats that like match that. And it's like, what style do you want? And then you can open up the kit and go, where do you want to change? Do you want to change the power hand from like the hi-hat or the snare to like the ride cymbal or whatever and do it all in real time? And it's like, here's your beat. And then it's like, do you want to turn that into a song? You're like, yes, I do. And it's like, okay. And then you drag it into this thing and it goes, what song formula do you want? And it just goes, here's an entire song for you. And you're like, great. Oh what? So right. you can you can set like a a verse yeah, so beat and a chorus beat. There's basically um so you, say for example you just I don't know, like four on the floor, like easy drum beat, and then you like you change it so like the ride symbol is the the main power hands, and you can change the velocity and how many hits there are. And that's your like verse beat. And it's like, okay, you want to create a song. What song formula do you want? So you can have A B, A B C or like verse chorus ending or whatever. And say you just click, you know, A, B, A, B, C, so like, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, end. Um, it will automatically just create a song for you. And then you can go into each section and go, oh, I want to change it slightly. Um, or can I try this? And you can drag it all into a timeline at the bottom. And uh, then you can export that as uh, a WAV file or, or a MIDI file straight into a DAW. Or you can just play nice. along with it. It sits um, as an external bit of software, so you don't have to run it into a plugin. But yeah, you can just take that MIDI file, drag it straight into um, drag it straight into your DAW, and then yeah, if you want to use your own MIDI samples, you can. Um, but for people like me who have always like been mystified by drum programming, um, this was super super simple. It's so, an important thing to invest in, like, like you know, good drums. So if if you want to sort of write songs at home, I think it it can really make mm. a big difference. It sounds like yeah. Easy Drum has been absolutely fantastic for you. Yeah, and uh, you know, never pay for something instantly. You know, always take the free trial because uh, no doubt they'll send you a discount voucher, which they just did. So twenty percent <laughs> off. <There you> go. <laughs> so try it, try it free, and then uh, then get your discount voucher. Can I, yeah, can I just say, boys, that actually one of the things that uh, I have been doing since I haven't been on the podcast was listening to your home recording uh, podcast. I didn't listen oh. to any of the regular episodes about guitars and that, um, but I did listen to every single episode of the uh, whatever it was called. Matt and Joe make a song. Um, 
I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Really good for for someone who you know I do a bit of home recording, but I don't really care about it that much. I thought it was very engaging, a really well uh, laid out series, and taught me a lot of things about what you were doing to make the song. No, thanks, Impact. Yeah, it was re- it was really good, really good. No, thanks, Impacts. Yeah, we enjoyed that series. I think we, we've we've spoken about it a lot since we've done it because we we had such a good time making it. But we are going to continue. We are going to come back to that show and maybe come up with a different a different scenario, a different idea. Maybe get the listeners to send in some things that I'll work some magic on. We'll see. But it, it shall return in some form. I've actually, you know, I've actually been having a great time with Addictive Drums too since I got it. Um, I ran into a small problem the other day. I made a I made a track. I made a bass part which was essentially three bars it looped on three bars of six and then a bar of seven you've lost me uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was yeah three bars of six and a bar of seven but i want what the... average punk rock sounds like <laughs> yeah sure yeah and i wanted the drums to play across it in four so i programmed the drums in 23 four which would be the longest you know version of 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 that of of three bars of six one bar of seven and i was like fantastic right we've got that all set up now i just need to play it in so i like start the track and then it's on the little metronome it's like do you want a do you want a count in i'm like yeah no problem count in one bar which is of course now 23 so i just have to (laughs) (laughs) sit there and wait for 23 beats before i can start playing which uh, yeah definitely (laughs) Yeah, had that its is, issues. That is a crazy time signature. Um, no, it's it, yeah. It, it honestly, it sounds normal when you hear it. It's just uh, it's just to get the drums well, playing across it. I'm I'm sure we spoke about it on that. But when you like, oh look, I couldn't do better anything in four four. So I hit six eight. I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to count that. It's like <laughs> as a, six as, eight. It's just it's just threes, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah, three. Like a waltz, is, three. But a waltz I mean, is in six. A waltz is in six eight, kind of right. So, we're talking to you know a guitarist here that basically plays one note with a reverb and then sort of maybe <laughs> in three, I'm, I'm looking at yeah, tabs Matty's, in Matty's, three so, Matty's songs are basically just like oh uh, here's a drum beat and uh, oh yeah I spent ages putting together this drum beat and uh, and then yeah basically I just I hit the uh, space drum once and yeah that was it that was all I needed to do it sounded great my, my favorite notation is free time like yep. That's what, that's what I've got, you know, no, no time signature at all. You can do what you want. I um, held the microphone up to the cat. The cat meowed and it went through the space echo along to the drums. I it, went to see a fella once who um, who <laughs> had like a load of effects uh, on a table and he used to get a jack and just press it against his veins on his arm and then <laughs> and it's, <laughs> sample in all that stuff and just make weird noises. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Sounds Selby, his name was. Great musician. Really weird show. Really weird show. Jay, were you there when um, we... I don't know if you were there or not. Um, our friend uh, Matt, not Matt Knight, our other friend Matt, was playing, doing a DJ set in a hotel, and one of the acts yeah. that was yeah, opening yeah, yeah. was a geezer oh. cutting his own hair while doing music. And <laughs> part of his act was to hold the microphone to the scissors and then just put a really long delay on the snipping sound of the... Uh, <laughs> oh, and then, man. Yeah, I, mean, just, I love it. It was just weird. It was in the lobby of a hotel and... There was just like hair all over the floor. It was incredibly weird. <laughs> I, di- I didn't see that time, but I did. I did go and see him do another one, and uh, like I, I in a, in a very similar vein, I drove there and I parked in this like kind of weird industrial underground car park that's really near this hotel, and it's like it's like quite a 
it's just all concrete. It's concrete everywhere in this uh, in this underground car park. And after the show, um, I uh, was walking back to the car and I was like, it's a very weird noise coming down here. And basically I got to my car and just by where I was parked, there were three geezers who had just played at the show who had taken their synths down into the car park and were um, were like playing and recording whatever it was that they were doing down, down there. And all the re- reverb and stuff was like... It was. It sounded that's amazing. Actually, that's actually. very cool. Well, so it sounded great. And then basically I went back and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I, I went and the following week or the following fortnight, whenever it was. And, uh, and, um, the fella, one of the fellas who was recording in the car park that night was there again. And, uh, I spoke to him and I was like, Oh man, I saw you, um, I saw you recording like in the car park last, last week or whenever, like, what was that about? It sounded great. He was like, oh, yeah, thanks for thanks for pointing it out. Um, basically, I'm doing this uh, project at the moment called 13, where um, I play one note for 13 minutes in 13 <laughs> different car parks. Um, and, uh, and I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, I play one note in 30, for 13 minutes in 13 different car parks. And um, basically, when I'm finished, I'm just going to... Uh, put those all into one track and then that will be a 13 minute song that goes out and i'm like well what it's, are you talking about <laughs> it's <laughs> such a good idea it could have been know, so good I'm completely right up until he was like yeah they just all go on one track and then i'll just put that out on my band camp but i was like oh no. man like so close but you know okay well you know <laughs> um, everybody everybody likes different things so fair enough there, i did see a video once of a guy with a practice pad uh playing in 7-eleven in a 7-Eleven on the 7th of the 11th yes. Yes. for 7 minutes and 11 seconds. <laughs> uh, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, that's the kind of project I like. Um, you know. Time-based. Time based. Very specifically time-based projects. I've yes. just found it on metalinjection.net. Playing a 7-Eleven polyrhythm inside oh. a 7-Eleven on July 11th at 7-Eleven. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous amazing Um, amazing i have not found your car park man jay unfortunately Uh, i'll I'll see if i can find it i um i can't wait for uh you know pubs and venues to be open because i'm pretty sure in london there is a modular synth jam night um which i definitely want to go to and just see a load of people turn up with different modules just go let's plug it in see what happens i'm like i'm in i'm in well, Jay and I went to one. We went to, um, do you remember what it was called, Jay? We went to Brighton Uni for that synth festival thing. Yeah. Um, no, I can't remember what it was called. It was just called like the the Great British Synth Meetup or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was just called, yeah, like Synth Meet or something like that. Synth, but... synth Fest, Analog Synth Fest or yeah. something like that. It's, it's a whole other world. It's, you know, you think a guitar show is confusing. There was just so much stuff. Well, in fact, we talked about this before because we talked about the room that was video synthesis. Which I was, didn't go in there. I was gutted I missed it that. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, but, you know, it was pretty cool. There was just like a lot of people sitting around clearly appreciating what was going on and then me in there like, what is this? Like you've got this, basically an entire wall of electronics to make a picture that looks like something from, you know, adding from, you know, and uh, what the BBC micro. <laughs> it was very odd, but they seem to be into it. So each to their own. I see. Yeah, indeed. 
Very cool. Now, we, I mean, oh, goodness me, we're so far into this podcast, we haven't even started the main topic yet. Do the news. I reckon the news will fit in the time that we got left. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Let's do the topic in the in the Patreon. Okay, we can do the topic in the Patreon. We were going to do some questions, but um, but let's, uh, yeah, we can do that. Ma- they've Matt all switched Knight. off, Joe. They've all, they've all, they've all switched <laughs> off. They've had enough. Matt Knight, would you like to talk about um, the first news item? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, I'm assuming you want me to talk about the new Wampler pedal, uh, the Ratsbane Distortion. Um, so this is Brian uh, Wampler's take on the classic Proco Rat. Um, I, you know, I really like Brian Wampler for doing this kind of stuff because he's like, look, this is my take on it. It's a great circuit. I've been making similar or modding them. I mean, he wrote a book on, you know, he was one of the original sort of DIY modders. And he's like, loads of people asked me to make one. So here you go. Um, And I watched a bunch of demo videos, some great ones out there. And it sounds bloody fantastic. Um, Rat Pedal was one of those ones that I sort of, I sort of never really got into it until recently. And I was like, until really i tried the asabi uh when we spoke about that i think for gear of the year uh hmm. which has the large mouse analog plug-in and i was like this is the perfect mixture of just a really good distortion that's just a little bit fuzzy um you know super super smooth and uh yeah i'm sort of going why haven't i got something like this on have my you never got board? into rats at all then you've never had one on your board no. Uh, well, actually, that's a lie. I did have um, the, which I sold to you, Joe, which you then sold, and then I really wanted back, which was the Archifex Soothsayer, oh, uh, yeah. which was a Proco Rat type pedal. Is that what that uh, was? Hmm. And I always thought it was really good, but then I was sort of, pl- I was always plugging it in next to my Opamp Big Muff, which is, is kind of similar. Um, and, I'm, and I was going, I really want that sound, but I can't put this massive um, big muff on my pedal board for fear of it, one, breaking, um, or two, it's just too massive. And I was like, oh, I just need to go back to the rat tile thing. And then so I forgot about it for ages until that Asabi pedal. And I was like, this is definitely a type of pedal I need to get back into. Um, it's a shame that it's a mini pedal, you know. I've got- <laughs> but um, I mean, You can always get it in cable form from Proco themselves. Yes, that is true. Uh, the rat pedal in a cable. The rat um, tail. Ex- the rat tail uh, does exist. Um, but actually, I think this is very, very cool. It's got his take on it. So effectively, you've got a couple of different switches to add some distinct gain choices. Uh, so you've obviously got the stock stock mode, and then you've got a couple of turbocharged gain stages. Um and then the voice just changes a little bit of the compression and clipping. So it just gives you enough alternatives. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm sort of really into it. I think it sounds great. That sort of classic 80s. I mean, you forget how long the rat's been a pedal. Um, it's been around for a very, very long time. Um, it's one of the OGs. It is. And uh, yeah, obviously a lot of people go on about the kind of original, eight. well, not the original, but the classic 80s um lm308 chip version um and this is kind of based on that very very sort of special um model so yeah and incredibly good price 149 dollars um 
so I think he's really cranking out some amazing stuff at the moment. So yeah, super yeah. pleased to see that out there. And if you want a rat style pedal, this is absolutely the one to go for. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's a few things that are going to be kind of the the quality and have the attention to detail that anything that Brian Wobbler turns out. So yeah, I think, um, you know, just to kind of actually, I guess, round it off, just going back to his website. So obviously, I think maybe late last year or early this year, uh, Plexi Drive Mini. Um, obviously, he's got the Bell Overdrive, which I think is based on the Blues Breaker. Think was it the Blues Breaker, um, and then the Tumnus, which is obviously his clone. So you've got a you know the whole gain range available in Wampler Mini pedal form, which is fantastic. Yeah, very cool, very cool indeed. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Like, certainly, there are a number of videos. It sounds fantastic from the videos, but it'll be interesting to see as it sort of works its way into the world and onto pedal boards. How much it becomes kind of a, a contender because. You know, I, th- I, I, it's, it's quite a, um, a well-trodden path. The rat. There are an awful lot of options out there for it, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this one, how this one does. Now, the other, the other kind of big news item for this week is Dave Mustaine returns to Gibson or or becomes a part of Gibson, um, and he's becoming a, a brand ambassador, the same as um, the same as dear old Slash. So, you know, Gibson, once again, aiming for the fresh new talent uh, <laughs> with Dave Mustaine. But um, it looks like kind of three three or four models. I think that they're kind There's of... four. There's four. Yeah. And the thing is, you say like aiming for fresh new talent, but people will be into this in the same way that, you know, they're buying the Slashless pools, they're buying the Joe Bonamassa stuff. You know, uh, this uh. this is a big deal and people will definitely buy these guitars that are coming out. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't really know. You. This is going to maybe sound a bit naive, but like I don't really know anything about Megadeth. No, me neither. I watched like, that Christmas joke thing that they did for Saturday Night Live a few years ago, but that's about it. The only thing I really know about them is that my next-door neighbour, Jonathan, when we were growing up, really didn't like his parents. And uh, when, he, when they would go out, he would turn up... Um, I forget what the album was called. I think it was Euthanasia by Megadeth. He would like turn it up super loud as a way of like being rebellious against his parents. But because they were out, I don't think it really made that much difference. (laughs) I see. I did have, I did, I've I've just remembered, I did have a Megadeth record at one point. I don't know what happened to it. I guess I probably sold it at some point, but I had the Megadeth Less Than Jake split seven inch. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which which was a real record. It wasn't a bootleg or anything. It was legit. And it was uh, All My Best Friends of Metalheads, the lesson, the like classic Less Than Jake song, and uh, was on one side. And uh, then, yeah, The Disintegrators, which is a cool song name, uh, by Megadeth was on the other side. And uh, apparently it came about from... Uh, when um, they were on, uh, here we go, Megadeth, not a bootleg, official release was sold during the OzFest 98 tour, which featured Megadeth, and the Warp Tour 99, which featured Less Than Jake. The two bands were label mates at Capitol Records at the time. <laughs> very weird, very weird. But yeah, I, I had that record, but that is, I think, literally the only Megadeth record that I've ever well, listen to, I guess. I, I, I really don't know. I guess I, I guess I probably should. I mean, you know, I'm sure that Megadeth fans won't thank me for making the connection. But um, as I talked about um, 18 months or so ago, I got really into 
early Metallica. So I'm sure there's no reason why I wouldn't like Megadeth. I just don't really know where to start. It's so the, if anybody's got any, if anybody's got any recommendations on where to start with Megadeth, mm. please let us know in the comments below. I was thinking that record's got to be worth loads of money. Like two iconic bands they only did 500 copies. Uh, lowest it's sold for on Discogs, three pound thirty eight. Wow, there you go. Oh, dear. Oh, well, well the, it looks like the Dave Mustaine collection is going to span acoustics and electrics, and it's going to be across Gibson Epiphone and Kramer, which is pretty Yeah, I just saw there's a Kramer. That is it cool. It is. So it looks like two Gibson uh, Flying Vs, one Kramer Flying V, Vanguard, which, <laughs> if anything, looks more classic than the... Uh, than the Gibson flying Vs, the pair of Gibson flying Vs, you know, which which are coming in a, a uh, the Rust in Peace thirtieth anniversary flying V, which is in a in a green burst or other fetching green burst and a metallic silver um, standard Dave Mustaine flying V. The thing that really got my attention is the very tasteful CF one hundred Gibson acoustic in blood burst, which is actually just a very tasteful um, burgundy to black burst um the the scratch plate in place of sort of you know gibson's normal sort of bird covered acoustic plate it see, appears to have skulls on a chain instead which you know is is is, is fine it's, it's obviously dave mustaine's guitar but the the acoustic itself absolutely gorgeous looking lovely sort of uh uh reverse double triangle inlays everything about that guitar i'm i'm absolutely into except for the scratch plate i wish it had a normal one and then it's I'd really funny because like if the if the scratch pl- even with that scratch plate like from a distance it kind of looks like um uh you know like cowboy sort of shirt design you know like they have like yeah. roses and stuff um the only thing that makes it kind of metal again from a distance is that it's got like a skull on the headstock i think but if it didn't have that if if someone was like, oh yeah, this is a signature for like a country guitar player, I'd be like, oh, that's cool, yeah, yeah, really, really nice. It's, it doesn't really stand out particularly as like this is a metal guitar, despite having skulls on it and being in bloodburst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think it looks fantastic. Obviously, it's got, by looks of it quite modern tuners. I'd love it if it just had some some nice sort of you know perloid button tuners on there. That would be quite tasteful but you know that's so that's is a really interesting unique shape the cf100 which is a kind of single cut with that that sharp es175 style cutaway um i love it really really lovely that's um, a question for your facebook group joe what is the most metal acoustic what is the most Oof. metal acoustic there you go uh, uh listeners um check let us know on the on the guitar notes facebook group what is the most metal acoustic Hmm. Would it be would it be Fender with the original um, Strata acoustic things? They were pretty. Oh, with the plastic yeah. back. Yeah. No. Would they have a plastic back? Yeah. Didn't they have like a ovation style kind of bowl back style? Ooh, damn. I believe yeah. so. Maybe. Yeah. Well, let's let's see. Listeners, let us know. Let us know on the Facebook group. But that that does actually uh, that that is all the time we have this week. So you can of course join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar notes for an entire extra episode now and every week. 
Uh, you can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. At the dollar tier, you'll get this episode ad-free and early every week. $5 will get you access to the Patreon special episode and our entire back catalogue. And $10 will get you the lot. Plus, I'll send you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on all of your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.